1979, Ozzy Osbourne was fired from his lead singer position with the legendary founders of heavy metal, the pioneers, Black Sabbath. At the time, going solo wasn't a thing. Ozzy assembled a band to record his comeback album with his new band, Blizzard of Oz. The record company took it upon itself to add Ozzy's name and, of course, making it bigger than the band's. From there on out, it was forever Ozzy Osbourne, with most of the record-buying public assuming Blizzard of Oz was the album title. What made this album a titan of its time? To answer that, all you had to do is put it on the turntable, and it's all there on the record. My name is V. What's happening? And my co-host, Mr. Robert Armstrong, my brother from another mother. What's up, my brother? What's happening, man? Oh, not too muck and fudge. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Welcome, everyone, to the first edition of uh, On the Record. So uh, this was Rob's suggestion. We're <laughs> going through some things, and it's funny because originally I'm like, hey, I know you like Gary Moore. You know, one who doesn't? Favorites. And I'm like, oh, well, let's do a Gary Moore album because I'm not as familiar with Gary Moore as you are, of course. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting Ozzy's first choice for a guitar player was Thin Lizzy's Gary Moore. How interesting is that? Yeah. And so it ran hot and cold between him and Ozzy. And I guess he didn't take Ozzy seriously because of the issues he had with Sabbath. Well, and- I thought it was more of a, uh, a British Irish type thing. Yeah. <laughs> a British Irish type thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I read that this is from Loudwire that said, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I, w- I went and uh, uh, so Blizzard of Oz outsold Paranoid, having sold over six million copies worldwide. Paranoid sold more than five million worldwide. So it was really interesting uh, in 1980 because in '79, Ozzy was booted from Sabbath. <laughs> and uh, Here's just a few albums. I, I had to throw two in that were just regular rock and roll rather than hard rock and metal. Here's what came out in 1980. What a great year for music. ACDC, Back in Black. Great album. Motorhead, Ace of Spades. Nice. Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Bad Reputation. Van Halen's Women and Children First. Judas Priest, British Steel, Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, Billy Joel, Glass Houses, and uh, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, Against the Wind. That's a great album, too. So that's just a snapshot of what was going on. And there's a lot of, like, uh, New Age, like, um, you know, it's still rock and roll to me kind of sounding bands. But, yeah. Uh, I just thought that was awesome. And someone had asked Ozzy, I was listening to an early uh, interview about uh, the Blizzard of Oz album, and uh, and the guy's like, "Well, Black Magic Mystic follow you, the Mystic, you know, from Black Sabbath." He's like, "Well, after leaving Sabbath, I very well couldn't sing about my mother's cat, could I?" <laughs> so maybe. That's his mother's cat on the album cover that you were asking about. You're like, hey, there, why is there a cat? That that would be an interesting tie-in. Yeah, and I just, hop, I always thought, mom. 
Yeah, like I always thought this was Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's not her uh, skull, is it? Oh, it's out now. It could be yeah. a horns, though. <laughs> or a crucifix. You never know. <laughs> you know. Ozzy does like his crosses. You, under, you understand that that's a normal cross with an inverted cross inside the cross. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's upside down, backwards, forwards, and there. Rot, 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 rot. So this was produced by Ozzy Osbourne, Randy Rhodes, uh, Bob Daisy, and uh, Lee Kerslock. Running time, 39 minutes and 31 seconds of awesomeness. Released in 1980. Side one. Uh, dude, what a great way to start an album. Oh, absolutely. And that riff, dude, just sucked you in. And, absolutely. You know, that riff captured a whole generation of just past, you know, because at the time, beyond 54, Van Halen was my brother's band, my brother's age people's band. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when Ozzy came out, because I was never a fan of Black Sabbath, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, oh, let's take some fucking, you know, let's take some ludes and fuck. So it's, it's kind of like the same intro as Running with the Devil. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. But, yeah, it's got a great bass line. Uh, Ozzy sounds much brighter. Everything around him sounds brighter. Yeah, you know, different chords. You know, people with all four fingers to use <laughs> rather than three and a half. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's why Sabbath sounded the way they did because of that accident that Tony had. But yeah. uh, you know, then you know, a great one-two punch comes with you know. So what? What do you think of that song? I don't know. No, oh, I loved. It. I, I loved that whole thing. I loved the yeah. entire album. I, I can't you can't just listen to one song off that album. If you start the album, you're listening to the whole thing. Yeah, and I was surprised that there was only nine tracks on the album. It just right. seemed longer when we were younger. And then the perfect one two punch. Well, because we listen to it constantly. Oh yeah. <laughs> the best one two punch, you know, crazy train right after I don't know. Yep. You know, which also has the you know, I think it's the best opening of a metal song from its time or maybe ever. You know, that opening is just, you know, unbelievable. You know, doo-doo, 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 I, I, I. Okay. Goodbye to romance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I got a, I got a lot of Beatles influence out of that one. I see that. I Not, never and I didn't before, see, that's yeah, weird. I didn't yeah. see that when I was younger. Yeah. But now well, I'm like, I, oh, I that's really didn't like the Beatles back then either. <laughs> The truth be told <laughs> yeah you weren't you weren't the uh no uh, i i never liked the beatles it wasn't until honestly like 10 15 years ago where i really started listening to the beatles yeah and it just and, and if we're going to talk about the beatles for a minute it i didn't appreciate their uh creativity and i always uh paid homage to george that actually did all the producing and this is what you need to do and then last year we watched that documentary mm -hmm. and we saw the writing style of John and Paul and we're just like, wow, they actually knew what they were doing. <laughs> they actually knew what they were doing. <laughs> so I had a little more, a little fond respect for them, but uh, I hate to announce, 
admit it to the you know Beatles fans that what you didn't like the Beatles? Well, you did eventually come around. I did, yeah. You know, like I wasn't a Doors fan until I was like nineteen. Oh yeah. Then I went all in on the Doors. You know. Yeah. But, was it because uh, of the movie? <laughs> no, no, it's because uh, I could sing them. Oh, okay. You know, so I I could do the uh, the uh, the Morris blues, yeah. Unknown soldier, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so goodbye to romance, Beatles influence. Uh, the songwriting is really clear, uh, and there seems to be a tenderness and vul- vulnerability uh, to him in this song. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and. Uh, you know, one thing that I did uh, in this whole about, album, but in yeah. this song in particular, there's a, and it turns out that this was basically like his love song to the, um, to Sabbath, you know, right. Departing Sabbath. I mean, he only did the one, I think one, uh, ballad, if you want to call it a ballad in, um, Black Sabbath, but this one was far beyond that. It was more of a, it was a, totally a, a different. great song. Yeah. And then there's uh, D. Yep. Minute and a half. Minute and a half. Not a good day. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Beautiful Peace by Randy Rhodes. Homage uh, to his mother. Yeah, you know. May she rest in peace. You know, uh, we never got to see Randy Rhodes at his most Randy Rhodes. No. You know what I mean? Like we were like three, five years. Yep. Away from when, you know, like, imagine what he would have put out 10 years after that. Oh, boy. He wouldn't have been with Ozzy still. No. Even Ozzy said that at one time. Yeah. Uh, you know, just whatever. He'd be, you know, he'd probably be playing classical or something. Yeah. You know, yep. Or, you know. Then uh, the song Suicide Solution, a misunderstood song. <laughs> uh, Ozzy didn't even write it. And all the lawsuits. Yeah, it was Lee Kurzweil who wrote it. And uh, yeah, Ozzy got shit for it. But he got shit for just about everything at that point. And then they had that lawsuit, you know, and and basically uh, the writer was writing it about how he felt about Ozzy drinking and partying himself, you know, at the level that he was. It had nothing to do with that. Ozzy felt bad about the person who passed. But, you know, the headphones are lying there, I guess, next to the person who passed away and his parents, you know, oh, the Ozzy album's on the turntable. Yeah. You know. (laughs) That's a story for another time. Right, right. But uh, (laughs) I don't, you know, just like the whole Judas Priest thing. And, you know, there there were witch hunts about. Not that no one would know that in today's climate. Goofy, goofy, goofies. Okay. Um, what's up? Uh, Mr. Crowley. Another great, like, you hear that first. Mm, so there's a little deep purple influence coming in yeah. here. Uh, even though, like, uh, when they asked Ozzy in that interview, it's like, oh, what do you think about the, you know, uh, Black Zabbath's new lineup? Hey, blah, blah. He's like, that sounds like Deep Purple. <laughs> it's the voice of the band. He sounds like Deep Purple Rainbow. 
Doesn't sound like bloody Black Sabbath. <laughs> but uh, you know, I heard uh, George or uh, George um, Crowley, Alistair Crowley is uh, George Bush's mom or uh, dad. <laughs> hey, no. it could be now. Bar- it's all how Bar- they identify. Barbara Bush's dad. Interesting. Uh, do you know Curious George? Not late, not personally. Well, not the guy from Uptown. <laughs> I'm talking no the, the books with the monkey. Of course, yeah, yeah, that's George Bush. <laughs> that is funny. It is really the guy who wrote it. George yeah. Bush's mom was his secretary, and George was always in the office. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh huh. And it was like the guy who wrote it was like some political or intelligence guy. Oh yeah, you know, some kind of whatever. But you know. Uh, no bone movies. This is the only song I really did. It, it kind of felt like out of place. Like a a yeah. Well, no. Like they needed one more song, and this came from a different batch of demos or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But because uh, the lyrics are different than what he'd normally do. Right. Yeah. The lyrics were more because he wasn't ad- advanced yet with his lyrics. Like he'd, you know, get in the nineties and stuff. So I think No Bone Movies is more along the lines of uh you know, like no more tears stuff. Like he kinda knew where he wanted to go but didn't know how to get there. Right, I got yeah. a long way to go and a short time to get there. All right. Who would do uh uh the bandit and Ozzy in the same sentence? That's us here at Creativity talking on the record. Yeah, no bone movies. Um, solid tune though. Revelation. Uh, I think it's the most Sabbath like. I really like that song. Yeah, it's a really good tune, and it's weird because I didn't remember. Like, uh, uh, let's see, like the second half of the or the side two of the album. I didn't really, other than Mister Crowley. I never paid attention because that was just one long song from Mr. Crowley all the way right, yeah, to the end. Because that you know, you you never just listen to one tune on this album, right? You listen to the whole damn thing. Yep. You know what I mean? That's why uh, it seemed longer than you know. Yeah. So Revelation in quotes Mother Earth. <laughs> um, I think it's the most Sabbath-like song, but still not Sabbath. Right, yep. I dug the harpsichord and the church bells. Uh, great jam. So I think maybe they might have heard like a demo of an ACDC song or something. I'm not. That may be influenced. Maybe they're at the same studio or something happened. And then uh, Steal Away. And then more parentheses. The night. The night. <laughs> like, why don't they just take the parentheses out? You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know the rule on that. Because every time in English class, because I'm dyslexic now, they know. But like I would, I would get sent down to the naughty bench across in the principal's office. Yeah. Oh, he does. He he's having problem with English. Well, take him out of the class, dummy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Sharon. Um. Yeah. Steal away the night. Uh, it's got a more moving riff than uh, uh Revelation, but uh. What do you think about this? This whole album is just amazing. 
It really is. I mean, I wish there were more liner notes when I was listening to the album. I mean, I don't. When I was in the car, whatever, it would the the, the uh, cassette would be just be turning over and over and over because right. I just couldn't stop listening to it. Right. Skink, skink. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, to me, that's one of my top five all-time albums. Yeah. So. Nice. And that was uh. One of the first songs I tried to learn on acoustic was D. Yeah. And then um, I had a pretty shitty uh, Fender Strat, and I tried to learn the uh, the live album. Uh, after um, Randy had passed away, they had a songbook with all the right. all the tracks off. And so I was trying to learn that. And it just, a lot of people were into Eddie. I was more into Randy at the time. Right. Right. But Rand, Randy didn't like Eddie. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's just PR, blah, blah, blah. You know, well, I mean, they, they both admired the, each other. They hung out, you know. Yeah, the the interview that I had heard that uh, Randy's students were coming to him and say, hey, can you teach me uh, eruption and that stuff? So he kind of like, ah, oh, that fucking guy. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so supposedly Chris, uh, I don't even know how to say his last name, Tizana Tazanaga rides. I totally apologize, but uh, he was originally hired to produce the album. He also produced uh, Thin Lizzy, Judas Priest, uh, that kind of thing. You know, Judas Priest uh, named uh, basically named their band after Black Sabbath. They wanted to get something as close to Black Sabbath as they could, so that's why you have Judas Priest. But hmm. uh, yeah. But the Osborne were very unhappy with uh, Chris's production. He was fired and replaced by Max Norman, who stepped into complete producing and engineering. Norman's production work on Blizzard of Oz is uncredited, though he did go on to produce all of Osborne albums up until 1986's The Ultimate Sin. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so Crazy Train and Mr. Crowley released the singles in 1980. Crazy Train made number 49 on the UK singles chart. And Billboard, it was under the, uh, under the Hot 100. That's it? Yeah. It's still well, an anthem. Still a rock anthem. Oh, for sure. See, Ozzy is... Uh, uh, Ozzy had said that... Uh, um. Or it was thought that Ozzy wrote Suicide Solution about um, uh, Bon Scott, his buddy who just passed from ACDC. There was a lot going on in 1980. It was. You know, but uh, music-wise, for sure. And then, uh, let's see. I think that's all we have on the notes. You got anything? No. No, I think I said everything i wanted to say <laughs> so uh, so ozzy went on to uh you know of course we lost you know randy rhodes in a uh plane accident due to uh just some craziness but you know these guys on stage you know amazing definitely randy you know no one played like randy no one ever will play like randy no and, uh yeah, it must have been weird to, to, you know, Ozzy's always had great musicians around him. That's yeah. what made Ozzy. Ozzy didn't make Ozzy. Everyone else around him did. 
Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, dude, what a mind fuck. You come from one of the biggest bands, Black Sabbath, and then boom, two albums right out of the gate. You know, you're going, you're going up, you're going up, and the fucking bus driver or the pilot gets pissed off at his girlfriend or some shit, and then next thing you know, Randy Rhodes is dead, and they're mm-hmm. crashed in the fucking bus. That's messed up. Yep. You know, to come back from that, I mean, you got to give the guy credit, but shit, no wonder now, he we, was. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but um, and I may be wrong, but I thought that um. Diary of a Madman was a little bit under um, under a deadline, and according to Randy, wow. he wanted to do so much more with the guitar work and stuff like that. But maybe maybe they shut him down too. Like, dude, this is Ozzy's album, not your album, because there's so many more overdubs that uh, Randy was looking to do, especially for Di- um, yeah, the the title track, Diary of a Madman, which is obviously guitar laden. So. But that's for another time. Yeah, because I I think what happened, if I remember correctly, the first album came out and it was eh, as far as popularity. Yeah. But when the second album came out with the song uh, Over the Mountain, I think that kind of, you know, so the record company really didn't see. So when that hit, both albums hit. Yeah. But they're already past, you know, they're like, eh, we, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Crazy Train and um, uh, Mr. Crowley were the singles off the Blizzard of Oz, but then you had like four singles from Diary of a Madman. Right, and that just like got everything just, you know. And then he, what had happened, he had bitten. <laughs> and then things went apeshit. And then, of course, Randy dying put a huge focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? So there was a whole bunch of things just converging on Ozzy at one time. Right, yeah. You know, but uh, you know, as I say, oh, uh, uh, you know, I... <laughs> so yeah, go uh, go buy Ozzy Osbourne Blizzard of Oz on vinyl. I have mine. I I still have my vinyl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. I have, I have Diary of a Madman too, but <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right. Well, we'll be back again. Uh, covering some classic albums from our past, our musical past, and stuff that influenced their life or maybe didn't or influenced others we know. But, uh, yeah, with Tunage, which is on every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we really couldn't do slower songs, so we actually get to talk about slower songs on this show as part of a bigger thing. And uh, hopefully you like the album reviews. If you'd like us to review a great album, just uh, comment below, and we'll try to get to it. And if we do, you'll get a free T-shirt from yours truly, Creativity Talking. So,
Thank you.